What's up? Good morning. Right now it's 849. It's 849 on a Tuesday. That means Dr. Aaron Chapa is in studio. So I'm going to need you to share this stream out. Smash the share button. Let us know what you got going on today. If you're watching from the Gulf Coast area, the weather is a little bit different than it was yesterday. It's been rainy so far this morning. It's also been a little bit chilly. I think a lot of people that I have been running into, even some in my family, have been feeling a little bit under the weather. I want to feel over the weather. Is that a saying, and can we start it? <laughs> I think we should totally start it, and yes. Um, I don't know that people in my little orbit were prepared for whatever this thing is, because yesterday was you know, a little uh, muggy out. And it's today, like 80. Yeah, yeah. And, and here we are, like cold front and wet, and it's like, oh, um, I should have wore thicker socks and uh, I might need to, you know, start a fire in here, man. I mean, I'm like cold. Yeah. Have you ever heard like I'm going to be over the weather? I'm going to soar like an eagle above the clouds and just, you know, I see other people getting sick and I'm not going to be laughing, but like, haha, you should have, you should have listened to Dr. Chapa on Tuesdays yeah. on KHEA Radio and download the KHEA Radio app. That's right. Right I mean, now, if if you download the KHEA <laughs> Radio app, you will be over the weather because you're going to hear the show today and you're going to be, you're going to be blessed, man. I mean, it's going to be a great show because we're we're talking about. Um, how to deal with the stress of the holidays. I think that, you know, this conversation of of stress really translates into a conversation of how to uh, get information to apply to our day-to-day lives so that we can not be, you know, victimized by the weather, but we can be over the weather. We can be over the situations and respond to the stresses of life better yeah i I just want to be over like in life yeah well well no because over means that you're you're you've like that you're done right well in wrestling if you're over with the crowd that means you come out and the crowd's like yeah i'm oh you know they they're pumped i I want to be be over over. yes then over it is so now new definition with you know just life life (laughs) life in general one of my favorite mxpx albums we're going to switch it on to the fm here we go Good morning, this is KTA Radio, 99.5 FM. Right now it's 8.51 on a Tuesday. Good morning to you, my name's Gardy. This is Kickstarter. I got Dr. Aaron Chapa here in studio. We're going to have some fun talking about health and nutrition. And a lot of times, I'm not going to lie, health may not be the funnest topic to talk about. But when you are dialed into KHEA, 99.5 FM, or listening on the KHEA Radio app, health is fun. Health and it's fun to feel fun. good. Oh, no doubt about it. And health can be fun. It should be fun because without health, you're down in the dumps. You got With, nothing. I mean, without health, um, you've got, you know, sore throat. You've got itchy, watery eyes. You got the flu. You got all kinds of aches and body aches and symptoms that you were not genetically born with. And who thinks that's fun? Mm-mm. Nobody. And so health has to be fun because we have to recognize without it, uh, life is definitely a little bit glum. And um, and we want to get people back on the uh, fast track to living better, being better, staying better. And that's at what Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center does. We keep, teach people why people's bodies are breaking down, why they have the symptoms that they have, and what they can do to turn around their health picture. And we want people to recognize that they can find hope in the fact that we've got many, many years, 14 almost years of experience uh, in the League City area, and I'm standing on the shoulders of giants that have been doing this 40 and 50 years. And and it is amazing the people that have gone before us to help 
make this a reality. You know, even 15 years ago, the the mindset of health and wellness was significantly um, lower. You know, like you'd go to a, a grocery store and they had like a, a, you know, one shelf or two of healthy items. And now there's rows of healthy items and even half aisles of item opportunities to like, you know, enlighten your organic nature or your gluten-free nature or your dairy-free cookie or your, you know, uh, the, the needs have are there and people have evolved those needs to accommodate, you know, what the restrictions that people have to follow these days. And there's entire grocery stores that are dedicated to being healthy, keeping organic items. The other day I went with one of my friends to the, the donut shop down the street and I, I went and I was talking to the people. I said, "Hey, do y'all have any of the like sugar-free donuts or fat? You know, fat." I was just like being ridiculous, <laughs> naming stuff, you know. And they just kind of looked at me and just started laughing. I was I was joking with them, but I was kind of serious to see. Yeah, what their response would be. Yeah, but that's a typical that's a typical breakfast for most people. Yeah, and it is. I mean, and most of Americans are eating the same eleven meals over and over again, and they don't realize that those meals could be causing their body to be down and out. They could be causing their body to suffer needlessly. They could be causing their their symptom patterns, their syndromes, their conditions, their diseases, their their issues to not be resolving. And food is thy medicine, and we should always look to food. I mean, you know, no matter what therapies that you love, I mean, um you know, if if I don't feed you, you're going to starve. And most people today that are on medications are being treated with chemicals that are you know, working on diseases that are caused by malnutrition. And, uh, and so if you do have symptom patterns in your body that you were not genetically born with, recognize that it doesn't have to be that way, that there is a better way and that you are in more control than you realize. And I think therein lies the, the secret message there. You are in more control than you realize. You can guide and direct your ship off the rocks. You can get out of the shallows, so to speak, and back out into the open waters where you can navigate, you know, your path. And 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 I'm not saying that you can navigate your path away from, you know, death. I mean, it seems no one gets out of here alive. I don't think anybody has uh, um, been able to accomplish that, except for one, Jesus Christ. He was, you know, sent to earth, died for our sin, and Went to the grave and then rose again and conquered death. Wasn't Elijah? Was it Elijah too? That went out. He was like, Phew. oh, so two. Yeah, there yeah. you go. Thank you. Yeah. So we've got. I mean, wow, cool. You know what I mean? So it is possible. It is possible. Very rare, but only through and with God is yeah. all things possible like that. And so, but for the rest of us, um, I mean, it seems like you know you have two paths, and I call. I call this accelerated aging, okay? So let's just talk this out and see if I can paint this picture because I don't think I've ever tried to paint this picture on the line. So if you're tuning in to KHE Radio or you're listening on the KHE Radio app or you're on channel 46.2, you know, this is a new uh, idea for my KHE Radio listeners. And um, what happens is there are acidifying agents that attack us, right? That could be the weather. That could be uh, the bad food that we eat. That could be chemicals in our environment. That could be the the contaminated water or soda or drink that you're con- that you're putting in your body right now. That could be your mid morning snack. It could have been your breakfast. 
I mean, there's no telling what it was. It could be the tattoo you just got last night. I mean, it could be uh, body piercings. It could be all kinds of things contributing dental work uh, to your acidifying nature. And what that does is it it activates your body's natural buffering mechanisms to step up to the plate to neutralize that acidic nature. When you talk about acidic, you're saying like like acid, acidic. Acid, yeah. Like if your body is acid, your body is more prone to inflammation. Inflammation could be translated into pain somewhere in your body. So a bellyache could be a form of pain. A joint hurting could be a form of pain and inflammation. A headache could be a form of pain and inflammation. A skin rash, body rash, acne could be a form of pain, inflammation okay. in the body. So pain can, doesn't have to be owie, right? Mm-hmm. Pain could be manifestation of something I don't like. Inflammation could be a manifestation of something I don't like. And acidifying agents are contributing to the activation of your body God-given mechanisms to neutralize that acidic nature, but it comes with a price. In order to neutralize an acidic uh, external disturbance, and some, I mean, uh, it it requires minerals to do that. So, vitamin, um, calcium, magnesium, iodine, zinc, for example. And without these key nutrients, your immune systems is is left in uh, uh, a sp- a point of vulnerability. And so we look at these acidifying agents and we find that people are walking around acidic. How do we know? We're checking their oral and urine pH. And we can look at if they wake up in the morning after a night of sleep and their pH is 5.5 to 6, they probably got some sort of immunological burden that they were carrying and or still carrying um, throughout their days, weeks, and months. Well, then that taxes the body. It's like a, you know, a self-perpetuating decline. And then that if those, uh, that body's left in that acidic state, it further compounds into a syndrome of, uh, which is a bunch of symptoms culminating together to create a disease process. And the, the, uh, the minerals are lacking to, man- to, to neutralize that, and it causes our adrenal glands to crash. And this is all leading into what we're talking about today with respect to stress because now the adrenals never get a chance to heal. And your adrenal glands are your stress mechanism. They are how your body deals with the day-to-day. And this today, holiday stress, Christmas stress, um, it could be the hustle and bustle stress, the financial I got to get gifts stress. I don't know where I'm going to be for Christmas stress. I you know, don't want to go where I'm going for Christmas stress. Whatever your Christmas stress is, and your adrenal glands are now from an external source, not only from a mineral problem uh, being low because of those acidic barriers to healing, um, now you've got external stress that's compounding the problem that further fatigues out the adrenal glands. How do you deal with stress? How do you deal with stress personally? So, number one, um, I drink water um, at one liter per 50 pounds of body weight. Two, I balance and keep my blood sugar stable. Three, I take supplements to regulate, manage my endocrine system, not just my adrenals, but my hypothalamus pineal, my pituitary, my thyroid, my adrenals, the testes, making sure that everything is firing on all eight cylinders so that when stress comes, my body deals with it and handles it differently. 
I also use herbs to enhance my brain's ability to tolerate the stress because sometimes you deal with a situation and this just happened yesterday. Like I had to deal with an uncomfortable situation and I, you know, more or less had a, a you know, a, a, a debate, an argument, a fight, if you will. Um, and, and, and I still, I'm still puzzled and perplexed on what went wrong and what happened, you know, but regardless, I had to think, how am I going to navigate this water? I mean, this guy's attacking me, you know, and, um, and I don't think we're on the same page. So, um, one, I had already taken Neviton, uh, which is a skullcap, um, uh, Damiana, St. John's, uh, Chatavri product that helps to new, uh, enhance my brain's ability to tolerate stress. I took some minerals, calcium and magnesium. Remember the front end of my little analogy here. Without minerals, I don't have mental breaks to think, so now I'm overreactive. Well, in, in, in the past, I'm not saying I'm always perfect at it, but I would say yesterday I, seemed, I felt like I handled it better, and I think it's because I went into the stress, the phone call, knowing that it was going to be uncomfortable. I already knew what it felt like. Uh, what I was, I just had this sense. The Holy Spirit just kind of told me, you better be ready. Okay. So I take Mentran and Neviton and Adaptocrine, and I support my body. And instead of overreacting and losing my cool, I was able to navigate the ship off the shallows and back into the, the open waters. And we ended the conversation cordially, and everything seems to be back on plan. And we'll cross the next you know bridge when we cross the next bridge with this the situation and uh, and and then immediately I had to walk off of that conversation and stand before 40 people and give a presentation on mental health and how to deal with the stress of the holidays and I think it's just kind of funny that I had that opportunity to go through a real stress you know people always say oh dr. Chapa you know, I got you on my, my, my little perfect pedestal and nothing ever bad really happens to you, da-da-da-da-da. And no, no, guys, I'm as human as you are. I deal with the stuff just like you do. And my family deals with the stuff just like everyone else does. Like, we're not absolved to any of these problems that we're talking about. Part of why I like getting on the radio and sharing this message is because I recognize that people throw around the stress word like they throw around the love word. It has no real meaning. It has no real application. Like, we're not really dissecting it, right, and understanding, well, okay, great, we're talking about stress, but, like, what are you going to do to remedy it? And I tell patients all the time, and I'll tell all of you guys comfortably, come to my office and get Adaptogran, Mentran, and Neviton. It needs to be in your holiday stress response bucket. And literally, um, of course, you know, let's not forget, I pray, you know, Philippians 4, 6, and 7, my favorite, do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, present your request to God. And the peace of God that surpasses all understanding will guard your heart, your mind, and your soul through Christ Jesus. Praise be to the Lord. <laughs> That's my preaching voice. Do you like it? <laughs> it's pretty awesome, right? It's pretty good. I mean, and so, um, and, and so I, I, I lean heavily on these tools in order to get through the day-to-day stress that I go through. You know, because we all have three types of stress. We have chemical stresses. That's the stuff from our environment. That's the mental stress, the stuff that we're either telling ourselves or, or the little negative voices are telling us. And we have physical stresses for which we're burning the candle at three ends, and there's only two. You know, we're wearing ourselves out. You know, it's the Martha Mary story. 
And, and we've got to recognize that these are the three stresses that are always coming at us. And we have to start, you know, figuring out how to create the power of moments where we're, we're thankful, gratitude drills, we're thankful for things, we're honoring the, the challenges that come at us and recognizing that, the, that we're all going to go through it. But knowing that there are tools in your tool bag to help you get through the stress. And, and how can water help? By washing your system out. Like cleanse. A cleanse. It's a, it's a, water is a cleansing effect, mm-hmm. right? Keeping your blood sugar stable keeps your hormones steady. And when you're not fluctuating up and down hormonally or in even in your adrenaline and cortisol responses, your body is not on the stress roller coaster and you're more cognizant of what's coming. You can see. You can handle. You can respond. And, and, and it takes all of these factors firing on all eight cylinders to help you get through those challenges that are coming, you know? Yeah. And, and so what happens is if the adrenals don't get nourished and taken care of, and it could be B vitamins, could be a simple way to turn your adrenal glands back on. It could be vitamin C. We use, you know, whole food forms of vitamin C in order to restore the function of your adrenal glands called adrenamine or cataplex C or cataplex G, a fat-soluble B vitamin source to nourish the adrenals. Or maybe the adrenals just flat out need adrenal tissue, you know, the mineral template that rebuilds the adrenal system. If you give the tools to the body, the body will will, will, uh, assimilate those resources into a healthy uh, set of stress responses or liver detoxification responses or a immune alliance response. And so if the adrenals don't get nourished, though, it starts to cause degeneration to happen in your body. And that degeneration affects your sleep. So how many people smash the like button if you didn't sleep well last night? Smash the like button if you wake up, woke up more tired this morning than when you went to bed. I woke up at 4.30, but I wake up kind of early sometime, like 5 o'clock, and I think my body was ready to go. So I, I looked at my phone. I was like, "Oh, is it almost time?" Because my my alarm didn't go off. But then I just went. I went back to sleep, and I woke up at five thirty today. But yeah, that's. I mean, and, but and so you have to wonder. Okay, I mean, maybe you had stuff on your mind. Maybe you're excited to see Doctor Chopper today. I mean, who knows? I mean, the, I mean, facts. <laughs> it's true. That part is true. <laughs> and so, and so, but when you don't sleep well, when you find that you're inflamed and your body hurt, hurts. And when you find that your mind is constantly racing and you just don't feel like things are going in the direction you want it to, that's the start of your triggers of the nasty, slippery slope down to disease land, symptom land, and the uncomfortability of life. And most people fix those problems with, with you know, energy drinks or with painkillers or with medications or with you know whatever they're filling their uh, cup up with in order to get through another day. And that's just what it is. It's getting through another day. And so what if we can get people the right resources and they don't find themselves in a land of what we call accelerated aging, the case of the suddenly. We don't need the case of the suddenly. Suddenly this happened to me. I, I used to be able to do this, but now I can't do it. No, it develops over time. And so if we go back up to my chart where we look at that, where we're acidic, that's where we intervene. We enhance the buffering mechanisms by remineralizing you. What does that look like? We're 
literally using mineral supplements to build you back up. I think multi-minerals are monumental. They're absolutely positively necessary in order to make the body perform at the level it needs to perform at. And, and then essential fatty acids, balancing out the, the fat reserves in the body. The average American right now comes in with an omega-6 to omega-3 uh, ratio of, of 30 to 1, and it should be 6 to 1. You know, and that's because we eat processed food. That's because we use fake make-believe oils in our cooking. If you're eating out to eat this morning or this afternoon for lunch or this evening or any time throughout the day, something out of even a vending machine is 99% of the time either contaminated, processed with bad oils, uh, laden with unnecessary high fructose corn syrup, artificial sugars, or some other preservative chemical or dye that is contributing to the acidic nature, these acidifying agents that are overusing your buffering systems and robbing you of key minerals that are leaving you acidic. And that acidity drives inflammation. That inflammation drives pain and disease processes in your body. And that stresses our body out. So we, we manage that, again, by mineral repletion, fat repletion, blood sugar stabilization, detoxification, and just flat out getting on a program and recognizing that the body needs to help. And if you can recognize that the body needs help, then all of a sudden we enhance your body's ability to repair itself. We enhance sleep renewal. We enhance the overall restorative process. And both accelerated aging and the restorative process lead to death. <laughs> no one gets out of here alive unless you're Elijah, Elijah or Jesus. <laughs> That's true. But, yeah. we, but, you know, those of us in Christ get to look forward to the day when we're we you know, we rise again, you know that's a good a good thing to hope for, and so um, stress though is something that is inevitable. It's coming. Winter is always coming, right? Like the seasons of life, and and knowing how to get through those seasons of life, and it could be something as simple as start where you're at right now. You don't have Neviton Adaptogen Mentrin. We'll call two eight one five five four eight six zero zero and order some. We'll ship it to you. You know, uh, go to our website justlivewell.com. Take some of our, our health stress um, internet surveys so that you can get insight to where you are and just kind of assess yourself. You know, a lot of times, if you can name a thing, you can control a thing. That's what Aristotle says, so like, it's got to be true, right? He's like one of these Greek philosophers. And, and so if we recognize that we have to name it, because if, you know, remember the G.I. Joes? Yes. They said knowing is half the battle. So we've got to know what battle we're fighting, and that, and therefore we can start putting the pieces back together to give the body the ability to resourcefully assimilate itself back into a healthy state. You know, I, I've seen a, a graphic going around on social media, and I've seen it a couple times maybe in, in different forms, but it says if you can control your food, if you can control your diet, you can control anything in your life. Yeah, but think about what the proverb says, right? Life and death is in the power of the? The tongue. And so not only can we speak death over ourselves, we can also taste death over into ourselves. And it, I find it very interesting because nothing below your taste buds wants you to eat poorly. Nothing. Like, so if you're about to sink your teeth into, you know, a, a sugar-filled lump of dough, recognize that you become what you eat. So if you look at what you're eating, hey, a sugar-filled lump of dough, I'm about to put that in my body. I'm about to become a 
sugar-filled lump of dough. You know, a lot of people they're okay with that. They're happy. They're they're fine with it. Yeah, and they're they're fine with it right up until they can't control their blood pressure. They're fine with it right up until they can't you know, shake the cold that's been you know, or deal with the sinus infection or deal with the rash or you know the headaches that they're constantly getting. But what? The, but really, they don't even realize that that contributes. You know that food choice contributed to the symptom that they're dealing with, and that's why you know when I try to paint this picture of what is an acidifying agent. Well, it, sugar is an acidifying agent. You know, uh, dairy uh, products are acidifying agents. They're hormone laden. They are. They have antibiotics in it. There is 750 million allowed pus cells to be in a gallon of milk. You know. It's pasteurized and homogenized, which means it's basically been mutated to the point of, you know, decline. It has no therapeutic value or benefit in the body. And and so, you know, the body, we can't put fake food in and expect anything good. I always like to say, you know, make-believe food leads to— Make-believe health. Make-believe health. Mm-hmm. You know, and if, you, if we have these vital living cells, trillions and trillions and trillions of cells in our body, and we— put the right nutrients that were intended to be there, they should express health and vitality. And most people in in America, we're all guilty of this. I mean, myself included. Anytime you eat out, for example, you're getting into these these processed oils and these bad sugars. And they and these things shorten your ability to manage the stress. So most temper tantrums, even adult temper tantrums, I mean, surely, you know, Smash the like button if you had a temp- temper tantrum this weekend. <laughs> I mean, we all get grumpy. You know what I mean? Like, we, we all have our limits. And that's okay. you got to recognize that. It's okay. Honor that. Just recognize that if it happens a lot, and if you start realizing you're, like, really snippy at, like, the your loved ones or for things that shouldn't really be irking you, you know what I mean? There's legitimate triggers, I think. You know, we all have levels of threshold. But, I mean, at some point, if you're like the simplest of things are triggering you off and you're finding yourself unhappy, ungrateful, unthankful for the fact that you've got breath today, then maybe there's an adrenal check engine light up. You know, maybe that short fuse is an indicator that you need to be evaluated and we need to figure out where your body's breaking down that will give you a little bit of a, you know, threshold to tolerate the crazy of life. You know, here's a comment I want to read. It's from Tammy. She said, wedding week stress. So not only is there the holiday season, there's, I, I'm guessing for her, throwing in the, the uh, maybe the, the a lot of people, it's the biggest event ever. You yeah, know, absolutely. your wedding, you dream about it forever. Absolutely. And, and, in, and in that respect, yeah. I mean, now life just changed. You know, you bring in another member uh, from another family in, 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 and graft them into yours, and now what does the family dynamics look like? What are, what does Christmas and the holidays look like? Whenever the babies come, what does that life now look like? You know, and, and, and so now there's a whole new set of stressors that are coming, and, but just leading up to that event. I mean, they don't call it bridezilla for nothing. I mean, the, the stress pu- pulls out and or reveals the, the, the nature of the, of the person. And I really, truly believe that if you, if I had it my way, everybody would have Nevaton, Adapter, and Mintran in their arsenal. And they would, 
be required to if they hit a seven on a zero to ten scale to start taking to an hour of each of those items until the stress drop below a seven because I find that people and this is just experience right so this is what we call anecdotal experience this isn't like documented right but what I know beyond a shadow of a doubt is what I've seen in practice is when a person is on a 0 to 10 scale of stress, 7, 8, 9, or 10, I know some of you are at 14 or 21, uh, and I get what you're saying, but if the scale is only 1 to 10 and you're at a 7 to a 10 scale, you're in what we call overreaction zone. And therefore, your body is not going to, you're not going to make the best decision in that state. And if you stay in that state for too long, your body is literally running hotter, harder, and wears out faster, leaving you susceptible to infections, leaving you susceptible to broken relationships, saying something you didn't mean to say with your tongue, because life and death is in the power of the, the tongue. tongue. Mm-hmm. And, and or potentially when the dust settles, making a bad decision with your tongue in the food choices that you throw in. You throw down a you know a handful of cookies. You throw down a handful or a, you know a big old slice of pie or cake or ice cream or whatever it is that you go to for comfort foods, right on? And so you're, these are the things that are happening whenever the dust settles out of that state. But what if I could give you support during that crisis moment? And guys, I'm picking on three products, right? I have 10 to 15 other products that could get, get, do this job, uh, but for simplicity's sake, in something that I, I personally count on and I use heavily for people, and I've seen it you know, across the board affect multiple genders, multiple um, you know, personalities, multiple age brackets, that when taken like I'm describing, it regulates your stress response inside of 15 minutes to 45 minutes, and it is cool. It's like <laughs> the heat out of the collar. It's like all of a sudden you go from 60, like your engine's clanking, making all kinds of crazy noises, to humming like a well-oiled machine. And that is how you handle the stresses of life. Because if you can respond to the stress, you can, be, you can see, oh, there's a pothole there, don't step on that. Oh, there's a cattail there, don't step on that. Oh, I'm going to go this way instead of that way in order to avoid that conf- conflict or confrontation. And and some of the confrontations that you know are coming, you just know beyond a shadow of a doubt, you already are prayed up going into it uh, instead of getting whacked by it. Okay, right now it's 920. This is KHEARadio.com. Maybe you're listening from the KHEA Radio app or you're watching on Channel 46 or on your Facebook stream. So you can always ask questions. And, and this question comes all the way from a, the other side of the table you know, running the, the the screens over here. We have Miss Crystal. Crystal says she has a question. What do you got? Okay, so Dr. Chapa, I have a friend who has a very unhealthy work-life balance and doesn't eat regular meals. And I've heard people say that if you don't eat nutritious food, supplements aren't going to have a strong effect because you don't already have nutrition in your body. So would supplements be beneficial for a person who only eats once a day? So... And let's just take this this conversation. So if she's not eating healthy foods, she is supplementing somebody, right? She's supplementing disease. And so by me throwing in supplements that will support health and vitality, 
will have an effect, maybe not quite to the effect that I am just talking about, but what if, okay, what if we get started and meet that person right where they're at? And so maybe they're willing to, to take those pills every, you know, hour. And, and, and that is the, the game. That is the step that they're willing to take. And if I can get enough of the good guys in, all of a sudden, time starts to work in our favor. And anytime you give time to an equation, there typically is an opportunity for something good if you're doing an, a, a, something good enough times over time. And so in this case, I've had patients come in, and I had one in particular. I can remember her. She was probably like my like you know 12th or 13th patient. She was a uh, fire marshal. And um, she told me she will not positively ever eat a vegetable. She goes, my mom tried to make me eat vegetables as a kid and uh, have a very unhealthy relationship with vegetables. This is an adult? Yes. And, and she was bound and determined to never eat a vegetable. And she goes, but you can give me all the supplements you want. And, but here's what I'll tell you. If you eat enough make-believe food, I cannot give you enough food to counter the bad make-believe food that you're eating. Like at some level, there is a, a, a war that has to be won, and somebody's going to win. He who you, the, the camp which you feed wins, right? But if I can start that person getting at least that one meal a day right nutritiously, and I can supplement them, and that could be maybe even making a lifestyle change, putting water into the game for their one positive step with the supplements, we, we start moving forward. And what happens is then we start saying, all right, that leads us to a conversation because, again, if I can get their stress out of reactionary land, 7, 8, 9, or 10, into the 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, or 1 land where they're responsive to their environment, they're willing to make logical dis- discussion points and change accordingly. So I could say, hey, you know, I know that you won't eat like three good meals a day, but what if, could I get you to eat a boiled egg or, you know, uh, two sausage links or a sausage patty for breakfast? And they go like, oh, yeah, sure, I'll do that. And they don't even realize they're making a change because it's one step, one degree of change. And it only takes, guys, one degree of change. Sometimes what you're asking is, will my friend get better not eating, um, you know, not, not ever changing her lifestyle or diet, I'm not worried about the perfect plan. I'm worried about the next best step, right? I want her to quit her way to success, which means if I can get her to quit eating healthy every day, that means I got her to eat at least one time healthy. And so if I can get you to start somewhere healthily, if I can get you to make one positive step healthily, all of, whether it's water, supplements, or a one meal, so let's say that we say, well, she doesn't eat good. She'll eat that one meal, but it's not going to come until uh, 5 p.m. Well, I got all day to deal with something. Okay, so what if I take your friend and I get her to do the bulletproof coffee thing, right? And just I'm speaking out of an experience. Had a patient. She was at the level of suicide, okay? She was on seven different psychological um, enhancers, uh, pharma medicine. And she and I battled out many a times. I can't take all the subs. Okay, great. Uh, I can't eat right. Okay, great. So finally, I had to have the heart-to-heart. Well, what will you do? Like, what are you willing to do to play the game? 
and 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 I will and, and we'll see if we can work from that point. Because if she gives me one good step and enough time in the in the saddle, we'll win. Always. If you show up, you're gonna win. Yeah, and because sooner or later you're gonna try to do something that I'm telling you. I mean, you're not gonna just keep showing up for me to keep telling you to do the same thing over and over again and never change. Sooner or later, you will quit. I won't quit on you. You will quit on you, right? They, and but sooner or later, I believe you, you'll also come back because you'll re- remember, hey, he never scolded me. He never criticized me. And in that Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we don't do that. Because it's your life, it's your health, it's your choice. And we give you the tools to integrate. And even if your gradient is one degree and somebody else's gradient is 15 degrees, I just got to slowly but surely surely move you towards 180 degrees about face long enough to turn your situation around where then we can actually start having a discussion point around, hey, let's talk about that work-life balance. Let's realize that you're human. Let's appreciate that there are parameters that, you know, look, if you're involved in ministry, let's just say you're involved in multiple layers of ministry because uh, we don't want ministry people to get burned out. This is trouble because these are the field workers. These are the trench workers. These are the people that are doing the Lord's work, and if they burn out, that's not good. But if you give out of your overflow, you're okay. If you're giving out of your own strength, you're setting yourself up for failure. And so we look at, okay, what are my human limits? Because would you agree that we are all at some level limited? We all have to go to sleep at night, yeah? Yeah. I mean, people go, well, I don't really need sleep, except that we've proven, you know, scientifically, as much as we know about sleep, we don't know much about sleep, but what we do know about sleep is that if you don't get it, you're in T-R-E-B-L-E, trouble. You know what I mean? And, and that is a physical stress, too, that is a trigger that can set you up for adrenal decline or adrenal fatigue and overreactivity, overreactivity of adrenal glands. And so this all is a, a game that we have to organize and get into the nitty-gritty of your life. And, and when you're willing to an, inspect, you can start to expect and so we get people in our timeline history to introspect where they've been, what they've done, in order to see one day, maybe not that day, but over the course of a few visits, over a course of a few months, they start to see, oh my gosh, the aha moment. They go, I'm working too hard. I got to cut something off. My margins are too thin. I've got to start reevaluating myself. But it took us upregulating their endocrine system, their stress response. It took us making one degree of change in their diet. So I get them to just do bulletproof coffee and put caffeine and fat that balances their blood sugar for four hours. So now for four hours out of their morning, they don't have this roller coaster ride. And then in the mid-afternoon, they do another bulletproof coffee. So now they're fasting for 12 hours till dinner. But that one dinner, because they said that they would make that change for me, right? There was an agreement. And they do it. They eat a salad the size of their head with a little bit of grilled chicken. Or they eat a turkey leg and some green beans. I'm or, hungry. I know. It I sounds great. And it's right not now. the end of the world, right? And yeah. and so at the and then all of a sudden the next day they're better than the previous day. And you'll be blown away, guys. Listen, listen, listen. You'll be blown away. Three, four days of making good, healthy blood sugar decisions will manage the way you 
tolerate, handle, and respond to stress. It will handle immune challenges that you're dealing with, or normally every winter I get sick kind of conversation doesn't happen this year. Praise God. You know what I mean? All because you started making lifestyle changes and modifications, and even in the simple. There is no magic pill. So I, one thing I don't want anybody to ever heal is, oh, he just put you on a bunch of pills because he believes they're magical beans. You know, No, they're not magic beans. They are nourishment, and they are indeed truly supplemental to a better lifestyle. But sometimes people are where they are, and we have to approach them with the nutrients to prop them up long enough for me to teach them what they need, which is a better diet, a better fuel source, water source, cleansing source. They help them understand that their emotional status is important too, to teach them how to honor the moments of greatness in their life, to honor the extraordinary that they have to give and to offer, to honor the fact that they've been hopeless, but now they can be hopeful. And then you sit across knee to knee with a patient and cry with them because they look you in the eye and they say, for the first time in over 30 years, I am not suicidal. I am not going to go through this divorce with my wife or my husband or whatever because they they stopped overreacting to, to life and they started responding to it. And, and they start realizing, hey, you know, there's a lot of things I'm actually in control of. You know, instead of flipping the finger to somebody, you can just say, praise Jesus, I'm sorry that I ruined your day. You know, what, what, what profits you to, to get in a fight in the 21st century on a, on a highway? <laughs> Jail time? You know, a damaged car, a black eye? It doesn't sound like that's really a smart thing to do, right? Like we got to, but when you're in that reactionary state, it sounds, it, it, nothing sounds, uh, seems right, logical, right, wrong. You just react. So we've got to get people responding to the things of life, and we do that through blood sugar management, supplementation, and other lifestyle modifications. Hey, what is your in, in, intake or inventory what your sleep's doing? Inventory how your bowels are moving. Inventory what you're putting in as a fuel source or what you're not putting in as a fuel source. So to answer Crystal's question, I think it's starting somewhere – making a, a slight change, and, you know, putting those supplements. Was there any other follow-up questions you had? No, I think that's it. Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, I, and, and I appreciate the question, and I'm sorry it was long-winded, but I want people to really grasp the idea that, you know, there is a way to meet people, every person's need, at their level, and everybody comes in in a different state, and we are to surround them with you know, all the tools that God's given me to surround them with. And that's what we do at Living Well. We either surround you structurally and neurologically. We surround you emotionally. We surround you in deburdening you of the toxins that are built up in and around your life and helping you see those and nutritionally. You know, I have a question and it kind of goes off of what Crystal was talking about and what you said, hey, you got to meet me somewhere. So let's say I'm on a nutrition plan and you can eat, I have goals, right? So let's say, okay, you need to eat 2,000 calories throughout the day. It needs to be, you know, this much protein. What if you have that as one meal minus or as opposed to like I had it as six meals? What's the difference that that does to your body? Is your body working, um, you know, harder if it's broken up or is that better? What? So, you know, there's, again, there's two, there's multiple conversations to have there. But let's just say that we're going to have one big meal a day. 
and it's going to uh, most people aren't going to eat 2000 calories in a setting. I mean that's that would that's a that's a lot. You should have been with me on Thanksgiving. Uh, yeah. I think we all probably <laughs> tried to on Thanksgiving and we'll try again <laughs> next on, Thanksgiving. on on thanks <laughs> on Christmas, right? Yeah. But most people aren't going to eat their uh, that much food if they're like in your case you're eating a specific style diet of you know, uh, evaluating macros, uh, proteins, fats, and carbohydrate, you're going to hit your law of diminishing return, your saturation point. You're going to be like, oh, I'm full. Long before you hit 2,000 calories. Um, because there's only so much that you can consume in a setting. But the, but back up a second, this whole conversation is if you ate 2,000 calories in an eight- or nine-hour window, and then you were fasting, full-out fasting, the other 15 or 16 hours. Well, now we've got a conversation to have. And so when you give your body a break digestively, your body has uh, the ability to use energy that it would normally be digesting all those little snack foods that you're putting in daily um, throughout the day and leveraging the energy in your hormone and to balance out your hormones or to balance out brain chemistry and blood flow and circulation and heart function or to decrease inflammatory responses in your body because you're giving the body tools and time to digest the food at the appropriate hours of the day and to take care of house cleaning items that need to be dealt with in the body's chemistry throughout the day. And so I truly believe that there is a value to this conversation of intermittent fasting in today's world because we overeat so much of the wrong foods, our digestive tracts need a break. And so I think intermittent fasting really has a strong place in today's modern world because we are laden with so much inflammatory food. So you could even take it a step that we said earlier. If you want to eat a sugar-filled lump of dough, then you might become a sugar-filled lump of dough, right? Well, what if we change it? So so the people that go, oh, well, that sugar-filled lump of dough tastes so good, I don't care— Okay, what if you eat an inflammatory food and now you become inflamed? And you go, well, I don't want to catch on fire because he says that inflammation is fire. Okay, so now what are the inflammatory foods? Well, um, wheat, dairy, corn, soy are the top four most common adulterated foods in our society. They're, They're the most inflammatory foods in our society. So people, you know, say all the time that uh, I don't run enough tests on uh, people, um, and 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 the reality is, is uh, because I'm still working with the basic four. You know, I don't need a test to show me that you need to get off of the four inflammatory foods whenever you've got symptom patterns that you've been dealing with for years and years. And I mean, I had a I had a person with back pain, excru- excruciating back pain and hip pain, uh, come in. For almost four weeks, and they weren't getting better. I go, it's not an adjustment structural problem. We're going to have to change our approach. We changed the approach to cleaning out the bowels with a mini bowel cleanse, a five-day little process. Two days in, no pain in her hips, no pain in her back. So interesting, right? Mm-hmm. Well, does that mean I'm not a good chiropractor? No. It means that the adjustment wasn't the tool needed for that job. And recognizing as a clinician myself that I have multiple tools, I know when my tool is working and when it's not working. And so it always comes down to if you have symptom patterns that you were not genetically born with, 
we are at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center problem solvers, puzzle solvers. We will solve your puzzle if you give us enough time and you follow through with the recommendations and play the game. You know, you've, you, you do the best you can in the process. You don't have to be perfect, but what winds up happening is then we find out, okay, for that patient that I was dealing with that had all the uh, suicidal thoughts and issues, intermittent fasting was her only tool. That was where she was willing to do. She goes, I'll skip breakfast and lunch, and I'll eat a good, clean dinner. That's all I have time for. I'm so busy at work. I'm so busy here. I'm, I'm overwhelmed with all this. And, and so we started there, right? So in your case, if you're thinking, you know, should I it, – it, a lot of times people come in, they enjoy the art of eating. So if I can get them eating good, healthy, clean foods throughout the morning and throughout the afternoon and throughout the evening – their blood sugar stays nice and stable all day long, and they enjoy the process of eating. Because that feeling of, I'm hungry, is a stress for some people. You know what I mean? Because there's so much of an emotion around, oh, you feel hungry, then you are you know, in need. you got to stop what you're doing and go gobble up some grub. And so we, we always come in and train people to listen to their body. You live in your earth suit. You know what your body needs. And so if we can get your you to become more intuitive with what your body is telling you and help you interpret the signs, all of a sudden you start making better decisions. You start knowing when to supplement, uh, when stress is coming. You start seeing a need for supplementing before the stress comes. And then you walk into the stress more prepared. You went in with your running shoes on. You went in with your boxing gloves on. You went in with your pads on, your shield of faith, your sword of the spirit, your breastplate of righteousness, your belt of truth, your boots of peace, and all of a sudden, the blows that come at you, you're either able to use your agility and dodge, deflect, or to take and, you know, and respond through it and be like, ah, yeah, I knew this was coming. I was prepared. And I think that's a really wonderful place to go. So, you know, my encouragement going into the holiday stress this year is to recognize that it can be a stressful event if you're unprepared but people never fail to plan they just or uh, plan to fail they just fail to plan and so be ready for what's coming know who you're going to be around know who your trigger people are you know and and recognize that you can deflect a lot of things going in using gratitude drills using nutrition using supplements you know, on Christmas, people go, well, I mean, should I just eat my one big gigantuan meal that day? In my opinion, no, because I think you'll overeat. I think what you should do is you should eat breakfast, your protein and fats for breakfast, and then, you know, wait for your lunch or your dinner. And and don't go into the Christmas meal starving because what do we do when we shop hungry? You buy stuff that you really don't need. Yeah. And it's usually not like from the health food section or aisle. Yeah. Organic. That's anything right. Like that. And what happens when you're hungry at a restaurant and they bring you too much bread and they bring you too much chips? You fill up before your food comes. That's right. Because <laughs> you're starving and it yeah. takes 25 minutes to get the response to your brain that you're full. I just started thinking about those little Debbie Christmas tree cakes whenever you were talking about the grocery store. And I'm sorry for bringing that up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But so the re- it take, wait, it takes 15 minutes for your brain to 25. be like 25 minutes. So you should really chew your food and you should eat slow enough in seven minute increments to just enjoy, savor the flavors. You know, do you know that like if you eat a potato chip, 
It's only salted on one side. I didn't know that. Most people don't because they just scarf it down, but it's only salted on one side. <laughs> I think it's crazy. You've eaten a potato chip? Or well, you like know somebody, you ask somebody like, lick this side, lick that other side. No, I've done experiments just even in the last you know several months where uh, I they, they go, did you know? And I'm like, you're lying. And they yeah. say, yeah, you can always just lick it. And you lick one side and it's as bland as all get out. And you lick the other side and it's laden with all kinds of chemicals with a guarantee on the box that says I can't eat just one. It's a guarantee. <laughs> and so, yeah. and, and, and I think that that's fascinating to me that people don't pay attention to those details. But if... You take an almond or a walnut or a pecan and you chew it slowly. What textures do you feel? What uh, observe what it really tastes like? You know, you know, see how it satisfies you. You'll and you'll be shocked at like how you start appreciating food differently. But how many people are willing to slow down long enough to savor what they're enjoying? Like, have you ever gotten to the end of your Thanksgiving or Christmas meal and go? Man, I wish I could push replay. That was so good. But I ate it so fast. And I know if you eat, you know, two more plates, you know, you're going to be so stuffed like a billy goat that you're going to be in a, you know, a carbohydrate coma or a food coma. I mean, if you put the even if you put a, too much of the right food in your belly, you're going to be tired. Why? Because blood flow is required to go to that area, your digestive tract, and they call it the the system is called rest and digest. Parasympathetic activity upregulates rest and digest right mm -hmm. that's why grandma said don't swim after you after you eat yeah you gotta wait because blood flow is where in your digestive tract not in your arms to flap around so the theory is is that all the blood less blood flows in your extremities so that you're less able to sustain your stamina in swimming and you'll wear out and drown now i mean i think they made it a little extreme you know maybe if we're in the ocean maybe or you know, we have something fighting against us. Okay, in the kiddie pool. Yeah, yeah. You know, and and um, uh, but at the but the reality is, is that um, if you savor the food in a ten minute window, you're all, you're full. Like you could eat half of the amount of food that you're eating every day, and still feel very satisfied and not feel like you're left, you know, yearning and hungry. Now, I know, I know, people are like, but, 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 I know, I know, all those butts are going to make your butt big, you know what I mean? But I know <laughs> that we have to help uh, people recognize some of these strategies, and I think that it's just conversational. Like, we have to get conversational again with application. Like, how do I integrate Christmas? How do I integrate just, you know, the school year coming on, or the school, or the summer, or a vacation, you know? And so, do I eat perfect on a vacation? No. But do I still relatively stay low carb? For the most part, you know, I might nibble on something I shouldn't, but it's a nibble. Like I'm like, I don't, I got to get through the next five days or four days or six days or whatever the length of time a vacation is. And by getting through that, I, I know that food is going to drive it. This week, we're, um, we're getting ready for a trip. And so this week is lockdown week. You know, we're not, we're not going to let the kids eat a bunch of sugar and eat all the you know p party foods this week because we're going on a trip this week this this next week. Where where and, to though? Uh, Gatlinburg, and uh, and so we're we got to get them ready. You know, there's preparation. People don't what plan to fail; they just fail to plan. And it's hard whenever you're traveling. It's hard whenever it's the holidays. You know, but it always is hard. I think, and I think that's the the message too is. 
let's just let's just accept the idea that we get to do hard things. And I think if we get to do hard things, we start responding to those hard things better with a better attitude. And then we walk out the, the, the path more effectively. Hey, here's a question. This is from April. She said, what is something you can do for energy instead of coffee? Is there any, any other uh, you know, alternatives that you have found that work for you or work for people that you've, you've uh, talked to? In response to specifically coffee? I think so, for energy. What is something oh. you can do for energy instead of coffee? Absolutely. Oh, so, number one, if you find yourself needing coffee to get through your workday or energy drinks to get through your workday, you're, you're addicted to coffee and you have weak adrenal glands. So you're either not sleeping deep enough, well enough, or enough. <laughs> There's an hours here we got to get in. Um, but you could simply start by drinking anywhere from 8 to 16 ounces of water within 10 minutes of being awake. And you'll, be, you'll go, what? Why would you do that? It's just water. There's no caffeine. There's no stimulant in it. But what it does is it, it flushes trash through the bowel system, which then opens up the liver, which then allows your body to eliminate the waste from the detox night that you had the night before because your liver's most active between 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. And if the liver does a good job, it positions all the toxins to be removed via the bowel first thing in the morning when you get up and you should feel alert and ready for the day. So if you're not having a bowel movement, there's an inspection uh, problem there. Hey, I haven't had a bowel movement. It's 10 a.m. It's 12 12 p.m. It's 3. It's 5 p.m. All of a sudden, you realize, oh, I'm carrying around last night's waste bucket all day long. That's why your energy's crashed. Your kidneys are overworked. That's why your energy's crashed. So simply uh, drinking water could flush your kidneys, flush your bowel, and open up the channels and get things going. That's a simple, simple, simple conversation. Starting your day with protein every day would be a way to get your blood sugar to rise up gently and sustain itself throughout the day. You know, I found whenever you cut out caffeine, that first couple of days is pretty difficult. It is. But then after you get through that part, you you find that that natural energy. Yeah, and we find that uh, to get through those first, th- you know, several days, we use uh, we have an energy tonic which is basically rest- restorative to your adrenal glands. Uh, we also have B vitamins. We also have Antronex to help clear the, you know, caffeine headaches. That people uh, get and I think to your point once you get through that first two or three days of uncomfortable you're it's like your body just goes oh I don't have my crutches anymore I'm gonna have to figure this out and your body will but you then you want to assess these other parameters and that's why I'm always an advocate for talking out your body functions because you know yeah I've met people that don't sweat that's not normal you know uh, I mean, if you're playing and exercising and doing things that should cause you to sweat and you don't, there's a glitch somewhere. You know, for me, whenever you mention that, it's funny, but it takes a lot to make me sweat. Like if I'm like doing something, playing basketball, working out, I look around, some people are covered in sweat and I'm like just starting to break one. I don't know if that's... But you're still sweating. I will start to sweat, yeah. but like 30 minutes after they do. Yeah. And, and some of that I think is efficiency of, you know, blood flow and liver function, lymphatic function on speed at which, but as long as you are, right? Okay. And but if you're 
if you find that you've got tons and tons of body odor and you're like, I stink, you know, or people tell you you stink. I'm going to ask my uh, wife. Yeah, yeah, please. Um, <laughs> I, I thought I smelled something. <laughs> um, but body odor, bad breath, these are all check engine lights that you are emitting toxins from your pores that need to be going out of your urine or your uh, bowels. And so we have to be willing to inspect so that we can expect. And so I find that a lot of times when people have energy deficits, it's just simply they don't have enough minerals to drive their day and they're acidic. Their body is locking up and slowing down and getting sluggish. And anytime there's stagnation in the body, there is going to be an energy crisis. 80% of a person's energy is tied up in their bowels. No question about it. And the average American is consume, is carrying 10 to 15 meals, 10 to 15 meals caked up inside of them. And that's what your body's trying to figure out, what do I do with all this stuff and why they keep stuffing things in the top of this chute and how am I going to get it out faster? Oh, I can't keep up with the workload. So it starts to bind up, build up, and then it gets stored in your brain. So now your brain is slow and sluggish and you don't think clearly and you feel tired. So, so a question about that. Does that mean intermittent fasting could potentially give you more energy? That's why it does. It's because you're giving your body time to digest all that stuff. And most people aren't going to be eating a truck ton of food in that eight-hour, nine-hour fasting um, eating zone of their fast, right? So they fast Mm -hmm. for their 15 or 16 hours if they're doing the 15, 16-hour run, and then they're eating – their 2,000 calories or their 1,500 calories in the eight to nine hour window, and so what happens when you're really when you really hold yourself accountable to it, you start recognizing that wow, like one, I don't really need as much food as I have led myself to believe, and I'm giving my body now time to digest the 10 to 15 meals that have been caked up in me for the last six months, and all of a sudden I start to feel alive again. Now some people go well. I felt, you know, achy and feverish and actually more tired. Well, initially what's happening is your body is detoxing and it's pushing trash out of your brain, out of your fat cells, out of the joint capsules, and your body has to reprocess all those chemicals as if they just got reintroduced into the body because they did. Mm-hmm. They came out of storage back into blood supply. And the body's got to like, oh, we got enemies, so we got to use up our minerals to go deal with that. And so anytime you're changing your diet, we want you under care because we can help you strategically offset and strength, uh, offset the symptoms that typically come with ch- diet changes and enhance your overall metabolic functions so that you're able to maintain it and to and, and what the purpose is of maintaining it. You know, so many people yo-yo diet because no one's training them or teaching them how what life after diet looks like what does life after detox look like that's why we teach this stuff in our office so that you understand how to integrate this into your lifestyle here's a question and it has to do with fasting as well is there a wrong way to fast and i'm going to answer this myself i think if you fasted and didn't get enough water that's the first thing that comes to mind that you have to you know get an appropriate amount of water is there a wrong way to fast i i I don't think i would disagree with you it's funny um (laughs) Ashley was reviewing some of my newsletters that I like to push out to new patients. And she goes, Dr. Chapa, I think you kind of killed it on the water. You gave 10 days in a row (laughs) different facts about water. (laughs) Why? 
And um, it's wet. Yeah, it's, it's wet. Number one. <laughs> yeah. And 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 the reality is, is because you know I really believe there's um, there's a book I have. You can download it. It's called The Body's Many Cries for Water, and it's like 417 pages of your body screaming for water and this medical doctor going around and fixing everything from acne, headaches, reflux, indigestion, bloating, gas, um, heart uh, issues, blood pressure issues, you name it, with water. So his claim to fame is that, you know, water was the cure. And and if it can be that simple, um, you're absolutely right. If you're not getting one liter per 50 pounds of body weight in your daily intake, if you exercise a little bit more than that, another liter— <clears throat> then I think that you're really doing yourself a disservice. Well, what about my energy drinks? What about my coffee? What about my, my beverage? Can I have that? Sure, as long as you, you're getting consistently every day your adequate water and you, a little bit more when you have those other drinks. Because when you consume, overconsume uh, acidic foods or acidic drinks or acidic coffees, that rob you of, they rob you of minerals, therefore robbing you of water, and your body becomes dehydrated. So if you fast and you dehydrate, it, that is absolutely trouble number one because what we said earlier is water is a cleanser, and if you're fasting, your body is going to be pushing toxins out of the brain, out of fat cells, out of joint tissue, back into the bloodstream, and if you're dehydrated already, you're now nature's solution to pollution is dilution. Nature's solution to pollution is dilution. So when the toxins come back into circulation, now you're toxic again. So the, the natural way the body's going to deal with that is leveraging water as a tool. So now you rob Peter to pay Paul, or you put enough water in to deal with the toxicity so your body can cleanse itself and stay hydrated in the process. You keep your minerals up, like we ta- opened up this sermon today, this segment today, um, in getting adequate minerals into the body so that your body, for every toxic toxic unit you have in your body, it requires one to, uh, to two to three minerals, depending on the, the, the substance dealing with that's acidic. So you lose quite a few minerals for every, for every toxic unit you have. You also offset your body's ability to maintain healthy water. And so that's one poor way to fast. Uh, another uh, bad way to fast is just to uh, do it with no intention behind it, just to randomly, I'm just going to fast. Because what happens is you don't, you haven't studied it, you haven't researched it, you don't know what it feels like when you have that hunger pain and how you're going to get through that hunger pain and how you're going to get through that headache. You know, sometimes you've got to build in to a fast. So, meaning you start with a Saturday or Sunday or whatever your Saturday and Sunday is where you have time to work through this stuff and you go four hours. Hey, how does my body do with no? digestion in four hours and then post fast like how to get off of one i feel like that's important too absolutely so let's say that you do my 21 day ultimate detox program in a sense that's a fast you understand because i'm I'm giving you a 21 day vacation from stress and stimulants in your diet and then you follow that up with a big old gigantuan pizza and beer it's probably going to take a toll on you you know it's going to punch you in the gut (laughs) yeah there's a there's a gentleman that i know from the gym and he's been doing tuna He's only eating tuna. I think he said like 25 or 26 packs a day. Gracious so me. He, he cooked this big old tomahawk steak this past this past weekend. And threw that it in It looked the- delicious. And we asked him, he said, how, he said, it was great. What happened after? I was hurting. I was in, it was, I was bad. It was yeah. bad, you know. And but who needs a tomahawk 16-ounce steak? I, I mean, it sounds good. 
Yeah, it does, but realistically, you yeah, you don't. Three to four ounces is, I mean, five ounces tops. It's a eight pound. if you're like really, you know, going for it. You know what I mean? But whenever you indulge in those things, just a last little thing to consider is you need stomach acids. So we use stuff like Zypan or D-Digest or Enzacor, carbohydrate digesting enzymes, to help people digest those large quantities of food. In this case, this guy needed some lot of Zypan stomach acids to break down the food because he had been teaching his body for who knows how long of 26 packs of tuna. Four weeks. That That's all he was going to put in there. So his body predicted he, didn't need, he only needed X amount of acid, and in order to pr- process that tomahawk, steak, his body needed significantly more and couldn't get caught up fast enough, so he had a, basically a gigantuan brick in his tummy. Yeah. And so coming off of a fast is absolutely imperative. And so, you know, we can talk more about this in future shows. I know we got to wrap up. So, you know, this is, but this is living life out together and asking these types of questions and recognizing that, you know, you can just throw stuff on the wall and hope that some of it sticks and just sometimes jumping in all four feet is the best approach, but strategically, you can get further down the wo- the road of health and wellness and vitality by taking a measure of steps. The first step we believe is to come in, let us evaluate where you're at. Help us, let us give us the pleasure of hearing your story, so that we can figure out, you know, what you've been through, what's worked, what hasn't worked, why didn't it work. And let's work through those challenges because a lot of times there's resentment, frustration around, I've done this, I've done that, this person failed me, that person failed me, and um, you're going to just be another statistic. Or we come in and say, hey, let's get all that out in the open and let's start course correcting and recognize that we have a game to play. You know, you have to go into every new venture as it is just that, a new venture that can turn into a great adventure. And so we're going to help you do that. At Living World Clinical Nutrition Center, we give people the time they need to express their story, and then we help them strategize a way to build a lifestyle plan to move them out of the land that they've been living in into the land of what we call, you know, the milk and the honey, the symptom-free living, the pleasure, the, the good life again that things that they used to deal with on the regular doesn't have to be regular anymore or normal. And they don't have to blame age or weather on their conditions and their syndromes and their stuff. And and does that mean that you're going to live the perfect life always and never have an issue? No, but you're going to have better tools to go forward. And at Living Well Clinical Nutrition Center, we believe that all life starts and stops at the cellular level. And nutrition is the fundamental backbone that allows your body to either spiral out of control or get traction and start moving forward. And we want you to know that we will provide you motivation, hope, inspiration you we're living this stuff out too and the tools and we have endless possibilities of tools and resources to help you be educated and comfortable moving forward in the game and i just love the work we do and i know you will too um so give us a call at 281-554-8600 and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that even though the holidays are upon us i mean today's only the 12th you or the 10th, you still technically have 10 days to do a pre-cleansing experience to prep for Christmas. You know, oh, I got parties, parties, parties. So if you hold yourself accountable to one of our four or five-day or 10-day programs, you're still got time to go enjoy the holiday 
but you're using the next 10 to 12 days to be prepped for the holiday. You're not going to just overindulge because it's Christmas season. You're going to go, you know what? I really don't need those things. I don't want those things. I always beat myself up and regret afterwards. I don't want to be that this year. Right now it is 10 o'clock. This is KHEARadio.com, 99.5 FM. Uh, If you're listening on the FM, we're taking a quick break. If you're watching on Facebook, we're going to take a quick break too. So I'm trying something different. I'm going to relaunch the stream. I have another guest coming in. So if you're watching, make sure that you are liking KHEA Radio on Facebook. Make sure you go check out Dr. Choppa's page, Living Well Clinical Nutrition as well. But uh, come back, hang out with me on Facebook. We're going to keep it going on 46, and we're going to keep it going right here on KHEA Radio as we get this stream relaunched and take this break on the FM. This is 99.5 FM.